Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 21st episode of The Trainer's Lounge, the show where we talk about anything and everything about LND. And today, we're going to talk about training facilitation and how do we transition from face-to-face to online and maybe talk about hybrid sessions. All right. And uh, of course, before we go on with our show tonight, don't forget to like and follow our pages. That's CLDP Philippines. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. And we also have a YouTube channel. All of our videos uh, from the past episodes and also from ad, uh, from our other programs are there. So if you missed our weekly episode, don't worry. We got you covered. <laughs> Just go to Circological Group uh, at YouTube and also at Facebook. All right. Well, without further ado, let's meet our guest for tonight. He is a certified learning and development professional with a passion for public speaking. And because of this passion, he took a Bachelor of Arts in Speech Communication at the University of the Philippines, Diliman. Upon graduation, he explored various roles in multiple industries, including real estate, food, and banking, and before finally finding his niche in learning and development. His career in L&D began when he joined the ABS-CVN University, where he was able to do what he loves, public speaking. He facilitated university programs, uh, did voiceovers, and hosted events for ABS-CVN. He also worked closely with students and the academy in uh, mounting and facilitating learning events for their partner schools. Today, he is uh, with the L&D team of Paymaya Philippines where he designs and delivers L&D programs, and he also facilitates their onboarding programs and hosts several org-wide events, including their company town halls. Outside of work, he enjoys relaxing and spending his time with his girlfriend and family. He is also an avid fan of Netflix and chill. All right, let's welcome Mr. Patrick Javier, CLDP. Good evening. Hi, hi, how are you? Good, good. Good to see you again. Nice, yeah, it's good to see you too again. Uh, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since we saw last time for the CLDP certification program. And congratulations again for passing that. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. All right. Well, how have you been? Uh, what, 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 how, how is your uh, week so far? Uh, we, my week has been good. And I really feel good knowing that I'm... Uh, CLDP certified now, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good to hear. Oh yeah, I believe you've just received your certificates. Well, that's good to hear, right. and congratulations again. Well, uh, well, first I would like to thank you for joining us and, and sharing your insights about training facilitation, and uh, also no, dun sa topic na pagtatransition natin from face to face into online, and maybe let's talk about a little bit about hybrid uh, facilitation, no, or yung sometimes face to face and sometimes online. Well, uh, we I, I've already said how you got into LND, pero what was the story behind it? No, uh, mm-hmm. what was the parang step by step na nangyari? How did you get into LND? Okay, well, it all started back when I was still in banking. So mm-hmm. I, I was working for a bank back then, and that was in 2018. 2018. So 2018. I was working in a bank, and I was not really enjoying the work 
because it was purely admin work and it was repetitive. Although I did enjoy my my colleagues, I liked being with them, but I I, I felt that that work wasn't for me. So mm-hmm. all I knew, all I knew is that all I wanted was that I, I wanted to do public speaking. I didn't know what job I wanted to take. I just wanted to do speak. So I talked <laughs> to I talked to my good friend. Her name is Tita Kuli Hernando. So she used to be the regional head of the HR department of a particular company. I forget what that, what it was. Huh? And then she gave me, she did an assessment on me. Actually, for two hours to help me figure out what industry would suit me, where I should go. Mm-hmm. So I see. just to inform me, Tita Kuli is also one of my spiritual advisors because we belong to the kids' church, to the same team for the kids' church ministry in our you know, in our church now. So after our two-hour discussion, we came to the conclusion that Ambagi Sakin is learning and development, corporate training. So I tried it out. I tried it mm-hmm. out. And thankfully, even if I made that career change, it actually it was risky because I was 26, 27 at that time. I okay. made a career change. Yeah, I made a career change. And thankfully, by God's grace, nakapasok sa LND. So that was in ABS-CBN University. Oh, I see. Well, you started off at banking, pero you you graduated uh, from UP Diliman with a bachelor's degree in the arts and speech, right? Right, speech communication. Parang medyo mal- parang medyo malayo na din yon from banking. <laughs> malayo <laughs> talaga. <laughs> Kaya sabi ba, nag-banking pala siya at first. But yeah. I, I, well, we don't know the opportunities that come, eh, sabi nga nila. But uh, it's best to explore our, uh, well, options. And, right. well, it's good to see you now in this wonderful industry. Ed, Thank you. was it hard? Was it hard transitioning into L&D at first? It was challenging. Challenging mm-hmm. because I started out as an associate, training associate. Mm-hmm. So, Puro logistics, ang mga kasabayan ko nun, mga fresh grad. <laughs> so, kuya ako nun. <laughs> I was 26, 27 eh. And then, it was challenging because I had to relearn everything. I had to start from the bottom, the bottom of the food chain, learn as much as I can, as quickly as I can. And LND at that time was a whole new world for me. But at the same time, it was also fun and exciting kasi iba rin kasing environment sa ABS eh. So, it was really a wonderful starting point for me in LMD. I see. And when do you think uh, nag-start yung interest mo na talaga for LMD? Was it before you entered the industry na dahil sinabi lang sa'yo na oh, try mo to and then you become interested or did it come after nung pumasok ka na sa LMD? When I got in. When ah, I started. I when I when I got certified as a facilitator and when I facilitated mm-hmm. during my first time facilitating. That's when I realized I think love go. Kasi mm-hmm. what I realized is I'm not just able to do what I love to do, which is public speaking. I realized that with LMD, you're also able to add value to the org by helping it achieve its objectives or its goals or objectives through developing the skills and competencies of the employees. So to know that you're part of that, developing the employees and being a being part of the foundation kumbaga, of mm-hmm. helping the org achieve its goals, it, it resonates with me. It makes me feel good. So I like I helping the org and I like helping the people. 
Yeah, ayun. So yeah, actually I also was into public speaking actually before ako mag uh, before ako mag uh, take ng BS education back then uh, I was eyeing mass communication as well. Mm. <laughs> But yeah, I oh, pero I came from a family of teachers so parang it's something mm. that I'm really familiar since I was born, no? Teacher na yung mama ko, principal yung lola ko. So I got into L&D quite late na rin actually because I started first in academe. Uh, same as you, I transitioned. I don't know if I can disclose this, but it's an American school here in Clark, Pampag. I wasn't able to get into public pa. Pero I was able to get my license. But then, naligaw ako sa L&D and so far, I'm enjoying what I'm doing and meeting people na, you know, passionate about this industry as well. Ayan. Well, you mentioned kanina that your interest in L&D started when you first facilitated uh, a training. And sakto, uh, yun yung topic natin. How can you describe facilitation in training? Ayan. How do you describe it, facilitation? To be clear, no? to be clear, I think facilitation is different from lecturing. From teaching, okay. those are two different yeah, things. Because mm-hmm. when you say you're lecturing or you're teaching, you're simply downloading the information. But when it comes to facilitation, it's more of really using your communication skills, asking the right questions, mm-hmm. so that you can harvest the information or the learnings from the participants, so that they can learn from one another. So I think it's really you have to be tactful when you talk to them, when you communicate, and you should also have that knack for building on top of what they say. So when it comes to facilitation, the learning comes from them, from the participants. That's what I think. Mm. And would you think that facilitating is different from teaching? Or is it vice versa? Or do they go hand in hand? I think they go hand in hand. Because when you facilitate, you don't just facilitate it. There are also portions when you really have to lecture, when you really have to teach. So they go hand in hand. I see. Well, uh, I remember back then when we were uh, studying about teaching, no, sa uh, sa eduk nga. Uh, iba talaga yung facilitating because it involves controlling the outcome. Eh. Like, uh, how okay. do you manage things, the elements, the uh, different things na makikita mo sa isang learning session, and how do you mold, how do you direct basically those people into learning rather than just giving it to them na parang spoon feeding. Uh, and at the same time, it involves a lot of planning as well. And yeah, uh, oh, I remember when I create lesson plans before, I try to think about what I will be doing and what will the students be doing. And then when I transitioned mm-hmm. to LND, I still took up that or I still, you know, uh, kept that strategy. Na, okay, so what's going to happen? What are going to do? What are they going to do? So they don't boring, so they can understand. What tools can I do? Uh, to help them learn uh, or, you know, as you said, download the knowledge uh, better. Yeah. And for you, what was some of the things that you like, Muna, <laughs> about facilitating a, uh, a training? Is it okay if we don't just talk about facilitation? If I also... Oh, yeah, sure, I sure. No worries. Training, oh, no. Related. no worries. What no I like worries. about it is, first of all, you get to speak, you get to mm-hmm. communicate, and... You're not just giving the information and they're not just learning from you. You're also learning from them. 
lalo na kapag, alimbawa, may mga executives dyan, ganun, you learn from them. And that's the nice thing about that. Also, what I like about it is when when the whole room is in tune, like everyone's participating, everyone's really into it, and you come up with a nice discourse, a fruitful discussion, full of learning. So that's what I like about that. Ayun, I see. Uh, well, sa ating mga viewers dyan, no, uh, if there's something that you would like to share about your experience when it comes to facilitating learning, uh, feel free to comment down below. And also, if you have questions, ayan, sasagutin namin yan ni uh, Patrick uh, when we see them. Ayan. Well, uh, nung two years prior or two years before, you know, uh, the norm that we knew is, uh, or the norm that is usually done when it comes to training is face-to-face. And I think, no, familiar pa naman tayo sa facilitation when it comes to face-to-face uh, learning. And how are the strategies back then? Marami. Actually, marami. But to mention a few... Hmm. I think planning is really important. Planning, okay. So planning, preparation. How you design the program is very important because it doesn't matter how good you are, how eloquent you are. If you design a program, hindi swap doon sa participants mo, you're not going to be effective. So when it comes to create, when it comes to designing, you have to make sure that you come up with the learning objectives or learning outcomes, and you have to ensure now, your objectives more is tied to the organization's objectives. And then you also have to identify kung ano ba yung methods of assessment natin. How are we going to measure their learning? How are we going to measure if the program is effective or not? So do we add learning checks? Do we add, do we add quizzes? Magre-revalida ba sila at the end of the program? Mga ganon. And then that's the time you design the learning experience. So you really have to get to know your audience yeah, and very mm-hmm. important also, getting to know your audience. Ano ba yung demographics na? Are they mostly millennials? Can you use millennial terms? Or meron ba mga Gen X dyan or boomers? Kasi pagka ganun, medyo hindi tayo pwedeng ano, super energetic na baka hindi sila makarelate. Also, you have to identify based on the, the participants, how will you be presenting this? Are you going to, can you do it informally? Like Taglish tayo, or do you, do you, can you do it formal, or do you have to do it formally? Kailangan mas straight English. Meron mo tayong mga VIPs yan, mga executives that you have to be aware of. Yan. So when it comes to preparation, it's really important, it's really imperative. Now, when it comes to the delivery, or face-to-face, mm-hmm. ha, face-to-face, ako ang ginagawa ko nun, I go to the, I go to the venue as early as possible so that I can get the feel of the room. And then I don't drink coffee. It affects your voice. <laughs> so, tubig lang, water lang, water lang, maligam-gam, you know. And then when the participants start coming in, chini-chika na yan. Get to know them. Kasi important din na you build the rapport before the program actually starts. You build the rapport. So get to know them. What are their expectations? What do they want to learn? Tapos, during the actual program, I also realized that Hindi, you want to be engaging, right? Pero hindi mm-hmm. pwede na sobrang high energy ka pasasok. Di ba? Kasi pagka sobrang high energy ka, baka magtaka yung mga tao, ano problema nito? Ano <laughs> yeah, it might cause space. Oh, it might cause space yeah. pa in between, between you and the learners. Eh. Right, exactly. So dahan-dahan, inaangat yung energy. 
And you have to always be able to read the room, read the participants. Are they paying attention? Is someone, is someone bored? Tapos you have to be engaging when you communicate. And also when you ask them to recite, you have to be encouraging. So, so marami, marami talaga eh. Pero these are just some of the few strategies that I can think of. Ayun. Uh, well, before we get into those uh, parts, no, let's uh, read some comments here. Meron tayo from Harry Aniseto. Hey, Harry, kamusta? Uh, facilitation helps to connect new knowledge with experiences while teaching is strategic and systematized, which is guided by instructions. Oh, I agree nga naman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, See, Harry, by the way, is... May batchmate na yan. Oh, yeah, actually. Magaling mag-recite ng si Harry. <laughs> Ayan, so Harry and Isedo, thank you so much for watching and tuning in our show. Baka naman next time, ikaw na yung nandito. Ayan. <laughs> But anyways, ayan. Uh, you mentioned kanina na one of the strategies is planning. So let's uh, go into it a little deeper pa. Uh, What are the things that you usually do in the planning phase? Or meron ba kayong mga, ano, meron ba kayong, meron ka bang technique? Ayan, tinatawag na technique. <laughs> Training needs analysis. Very Ayaw. important. Mm-hmm. To get to know the audience. Like I mentioned, imperative yung getting to know the audience. So you conduct, kahit simple, ano lang eh, simple survey lang eh, ganun eh. Tapos, also, being aware of the objectives talaga. What are the learner objectives? So, yun nga, you have to make sure na tied siya doon sa organizational objectives kasi baka mamaya, kung bara-bara lang yung objectives mo, wala siyang value add doon sa org. Mm-hmm. Tapos, sorry, ano ulit yung question? So, how do you uh, prepare? Yeah. yeah, like you, what are the common things that you, you do during planning phase? During planning phase. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, training needs analysis and also identifying talaga the the how you will measure their 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 learning so you have to depend rin sa audience ano bang klase yung yung method of assessment na gagawin natin kailangan ba kung kung high level to do they do they have a final project in the end or pwede bang simpleng quiz quizzes lang mga ganun so when when it comes to planning i think it's really important to apply the principles of instructional design Because you can never go wrong if you apply them. Ayun. And how about during the session itself? Ayan. What are the common things na uh, you are looking for or you're always on standby na mangyari or kailangan gawin? Kailangan gawin. At the beginning of the program, it's important to lay out the program mm-hmm. like expectation setting. Ayun. So what's going to happen today? Ano yung mga prog- ano yung breakdown ng program tapos what are the learning objectives i-share din natin sa kanila also what are the house rules what can you do and what can what you cannot do tipong ganun and also it's important na na you also tell them how they how they're going to be assessed yun nga are they going to have a, a quiz in the end something like that so they can prepare so yun you have to set the expectation Okay, and then it's also important to have icebreakers. Ang walang kamatayan icebreaker. <laughs> so icebreaker kasi it's, it, it allows you to connect with your audience. Eh. So ah. ultimo, ult, ultimo yung icebreaker, kailangan siya pag-isipan. Kasi hindi lang pwede yung it's fun, fun, fun. It also has to be connected to your topic. 
it has to be connected. Hindi siya pwedeng bara-bara lang. So, mga ganun. And then, it's also important that you learn how to handle the difficult participants. Yan, yung mga difficult participants. It's also very important na if you have difficult participants, you keep your cool. Parating relax lang. Kasi if you blow up, you know, if you give in, ikaw ang masisira dyan. Yeah, ikaw ang talo, sabi nga. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I, one of the things that I also look into when facilitating learning no, during the session itself is uh, making sure that everyone is on the same face. Right. Uh, I mean, let's ad- let's admit it, no. Not all, uh, not all of, not all of your participants in a certain learning session will have the same pacing of uh, learning yes. or you bilis of uh, right. understanding what you're talking about, or what you're trying to show them. So sometimes I go around the room, talaga. Eh, what? Uh, <laughs> uh, sometimes uh, it's uh, a bit biglaan for them. Na bigla na lang akong magtatanong. Ako yung habit ko, I don't ask for volunteers, I ask. Kasi it's right. my it's my way of checking na okay, does he understand? Uh, does she understand? Are they on the same page? Things like that. Nas, you don't have to be really asking them na oh, naiintindihan niyo ba? O oh, guess niyo ba? But rather do it in a way na ipepresent nila and check from there. Right. Uh, to, we to add, to add to I that, Kevin, uh, when you were mentioning that you go around, I also remembered during your breakout sessions, in a physical, uh, physical breakout sessions, like they have a project or something, it's also important, to move around, to listen to them, because during their discussion, which you can mention when during the discussion, when you go back to the discussion. So I think it's also very important to move around, listen to them, learn from them. Uh, we have a comment here pala from AJ De La Fuenta. Hello, good evening. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us. Begin with the end in mind yes. is always a great way to kickstart a session. Ayan, oh. uh, well, kung alam na nga din naman nila yung mangyayari, no? so it's, I think it's a bit easier on their heads na, or uh, in their uh, body na rin. Na, kung meron bang physical activity yan, na, oh, okay, so ganito pala yung mangyayari oh, throughout the session. All right, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, now we've talked about some of the things that we do you know, during uh, face-to-face facilitation. Now, how does it differ to online? Ano yung mga nag-iba? Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, no, back in 2019, uh, things got, uh, well, things went south really quickly. Na hindi tayo nakapag-prepare lahat. I remember back then, March 15, they sent us home and I thought na, ah, okay, sige, uh, three days. Balik na rin si kami siguro sa office niya. Uh, three days passed, nasa bahay pa rin kami. A week passed, bahay pa rin. Months passed, bah, iba na to, sabi ko. We were not trained for this. Now, in terms of uh, facilitating learning, uh, what happened or what became different? It's really challenging. Actually, maraming nawindang eh. Nung, <laughs> well, we had no choice but to transition. Oh, eh, <laughs> so, it's very difficult kasi I think the biggest challenge there really is to how do you engage the audience online? Mm-hmm. How do you transfer your energy to them online? I mean, doing it 
face-to-face. Doing it live is already difficult, but it's already difficult to maintain their attention, to keep them engaged. What more if you do it online? You want my screen gas harapan mo. So, ang pinaka, pinaka learnings ko rito through this, through this, uh, yes, windang. I hear you, Harry. I see you, Harry. <laughs> no, windang talaga kami. So, ang, when, when, when I started facilitating online, kasi I was in Paymaya na. So, this was my ah. baptism by fire in Paymaya. And <laughs> yung mga kasama ko sa Paymaya, ang gagaling talaga. Sobrang galing. Lalo na dun sa boss ko. Shout out kay Mabel. Mabel Davin, hello. <laughs> so, anyway, it's very important that you engage them through different activities. Simple activities mm-hmm. like practical stuff I do. For example, opening pa lang. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to our welcome to the program. Now, before we start, I'd like you to unmute yourself and then greet each other with good morning. So, mag-unmute sila. Ingay, good morning. You know, Doon pa lang nasiset na yung tone. Or kung puro Filipino yan, if there are no expats, you can say, mag- and say magandang tanghali. So, pag nagsalita sila, may marinig nga, may iyong iba, natatawa na. Ganon. So, more or less, it breaks the ice. Ganon. And then after that, you have an icebreaker. Very important yung icebreaker. So, icebreakers that I do, normally, we use yung menti. Yan, yung tool na yan, menti. Or sa ibang, sa ABS man, ang gamit namin is kahoot. Yan, very useful. Kahoot, oo, oh, oh, online. Yeah. Yung mga word cloud, yung mga, yung mga, what do you call this, yung quizzes. Very effective sila. And then, you can also make use of the chat box. Eh. Making use oh. of the chat box. Something as simple as you present a deck during the expectation setting. You present yung, yung topics, di ba? Topics that will be discussed. And then what I do is I ask the audience, now, yung, yung bawat topic kasi, like for example, number one, topic. Number two, topic. Number three, topic. So nakalagay din numbers. I tell them, now, I want you to type in the chat box the topic that you are most interested in. If you're interested in the first, type in one. In the second, do. Tapos makikita mo, nagtatype siya sa chat box. So it's really important to engage them through the chat box and through these platforms. And also, another useful thing is, another useful thing is, uh, it's, nakalimutan ko yung sabihin ko. <laughs> Sasabihin ko na lang pag naalala ko. May sabihin sa akin But uh, ako, let me add something naman when it comes to engagement, no? Uh, I, I agree no sinabi mong uh, doing face-to-face is hard enough. Uh, but however, but na however pa, but however, uh, nung face-to-face kasi, at least you had the physical presence na pareho kayong nandun sa lugar na yun. Yeah. Uh, that you both exist on that same uh, location. And, Uh, I believe, no, that humanity still has some good in itself yeah. na mahihiya siya na mag-slack off. I don't think, yeah. uh, especially on a professional level, no, especially if they're already working or at the age of uh, adulthood, mahihiya na rin naman sila na, ay, nandyan yung trainer or nandyan siya or katabi, kasama ko siya sa kwarto. Mahihiya ako mag-slack off, mahihiya ako matulog, right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, stray away too much from what's happening. But in online, uh, once that they say or once that they shut off their cameras and their microphones, wala, wala ka na control. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm not doubting everyone who's uh, turning off their cameras or their yeah. microphone. No? But still, 
it's hard to conduct training when all you see are black boxes. No, majority yeah. na nakikita mo is black boxes. Uh, and I think nagkakaroon din ng konting stigma when you always remind them na, oh, paki-open yung cameras. Oh, let's open our cameras. Mm-hmm. Although true. it's necessary, but I f- feel na there is a slight effect sa kanila na medyo nakaka-affect na rin sa engagement yeah. nila when it comes to the uh, learning session itself. Yeah. yeah. You, you mentioned yung pag-off ng camera. Mm-hmm. I just like to add something to that. Ako kasi ang ginagawa ko, when I send out those emails, I already mm-hmm. mentioned there that you will be asked to turn on your cams. Mm-hmm. So doon pa lang pina-prime mo na sila that you have to turn on your cams. And then during the the when you wait for the participants, when you wait the participants to join the call, doon pa lang sa chat box I also mentioned there please turn on your cams during the during the program so that your so that your facilitators and your and your co-participants can see you. Okay, this is a camera on workshop. So doon pa lang pina-prime mo na kaya when the show starts, show talaga no? When the show starts <laughs> Naka-on yung camera nila. Tapos ihirit ka na ng, Oy, yung iba dyan, mukhang nag-ayos ha. Talagang, oh, camera ready. Pati <laughs> po nila. Yeah. And, and I, I also, naalala ko na yung sasabihin ko kanina. So yeah. I also encourage the participants. I, I tell them, part of my spiel is, if you like, if you hear anything you like or anything that you agree with, please click those reaction buttons. Let's try it now. Do it now. Click those reaction buttons. Doon pa lang may engagement na. Para throughout the program, you see those reactions flying. Teams kasi ang gamit-gamit. You see those reactions flying. And kahit pa paano, there's engagement. May nangyayari pa rin. The participants see something happening on screen. Ayan. Uh, we have one here from Fritzy Pahi. Pahimola, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Uh, the entire pandemic experience showed everyone that learning, uh, the, the learning team's resourcefulness and flexibility. Nobody was ready for it, yet we were all able to deliver. We have learned and adapted to the new norm, which is virtual facilitation. Virtual training made us realize the value of engagement, not only during, but even outside training. And right. thank you so much, Ritzy, for, uh, for sharing your uh, thoughts. No, Actually, I agree. Uh, kahit na hindi tayo prepare na I don't think before tayo pa uwiin noon, binigyan tayo ng lesson on how to conduct online uh, training. Eh, diba? Wala naman ganun. But yeah, look at us now. Look at, uh, look at the industry now. Uh, I... I would like to believe, no, that majority were able to adapt to this new normal. And uh, well, Patrick, I would also like to now go to another question. No, uh, what transitions did you make? Transitions. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, what are the changes that you made? Nung ikaw mismo ang uh, napunta na sa online training, uh, ah, and you okay. have to leave behind face-to-face right, facilitation. Very important, your slides. Aside from, na-emphasize ko na kanina yung importance ng preparing, planning, you know, all mm-hmm. these things. Very important, slides. When you see the screen, when it's only the screen that you see, mm-hmm. it's very important na marami kang ilalagay na pictures and you tell a story. Okay? Kasi, if it's all... Uh, if it's all text, all bullet after bullet, you're going to doze off. You're going to get bored. But if you see pictures, 
it elicits emotions. And when it comes to putting pictures in your deck, ako, I firmly believe, and I read this somewhere, I forget where, that you have to really make the pictures large. Like, wag nang lagyan ng margin. Occupy the entire slide. Because the bigger the pictures, the more emotion it will elicit from your participants. Mm-hmm. So when you show the picture, you tell the story. Now, what if what if for for others there na nagpe-present ng data? Like all boring numbers, all charts. How do you present the tables? I read that when it went with Apple, what they do is one chart or one data per slide. They don't bombard their slides with figures. So like, let's say you have a pie chart. Pie mm-hmm. chart, like mo lang sa isang slide, and then you talk about that. And then if you have five charts, then put five slides. You don't have to bombard them with charts. Ganun siya. So I think very important to tell a story, very important to lessen the words. Oh, I, I keep seeing this. Oh. A lot of facilitators, they put bullets with sentences or worse paragraphs. It's too wordy. It's too yeah, wordy. True. If you're going to do that, magsanda lang tayo na handout. Let them read it. But <laughs> no. So, diba, what you can do is, ako sometimes I, in my bullets, I put their one word and then I will elaborate so that they're listening to me, not reading the slide, not focusing on the slide, or sometimes phrase lang. And I yeah. also make sure, eto, I don't know if some of you would disagree with me, no? Kapag naglabas ako ng bullet, isa-isa, hindi siya one slide, pack here all the bullets. Kasi mm. the tendency is, it preempts your talking points. So ako, ah. my advice is, add animation, lagyan lang ng appear. Hindi kailangan ng zzz, appear lang. <laughs> appear one at a time, talk. Appear second la- topic, talk. Ganun lang siya. So that it doesn't preempt your talking points. That's for me. Yeah. Uh, it also causes the audience no, to read ahead of you. Uh, ah, yes, ko na bullet, exactly. so, But yeah, uh, I think the point here is you no, know, uh, strategies and developing slides became more relevant now. Yes. Because that is, that optional ang slides. Let's say no, uh, it's not really the norm uh, when it comes to facilitating a learning session. Pero now it's becoming, if not uh, the norm the most common na siya uh, when it comes to teaching online. Uh, and I agree dun sa mga strategies, no? dun sa mga transitions na mas nag-focus na dito. And yeah. I would also like to add another thing that my professors uh, taught me when I was still in college. Do not read what is on the slide. Diba? Yeah. Kasi if, if you're reading what's on the slide, then what are you there for? Bakit ka pa nagdun? Exactly. Ba't na lang sila magbasa? But yeah, uh, limit your words uh phrases ganyan I, uh also limit the things that you are talking about na directly nakakit naka show uh the yeah. slides and uh you know have more confident in what you're delivering rather than what you are showing right yeah uh, how uh, how about naman uh, when it comes to assessments ayan what are the things na nagbago yung mga transitions na ginawa mo na from this to ganito assessments Normally, ang, well, kahit dati pa kasi we, we use digital na. <clears throat> so dito, <clears throat> excuse me. So mm-hmm. dito, yeah, we use forms. You can use MS Forms. Google, form. Google Forms, yeah. Tapos, syempre, apply na rin natin yung, yung 
yung kay Kirkpatrick, di ba? Yung mga levels yan. We, 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 Siyempre, apply natin yan. So, actually, when it comes to to evaluating, getting the feedback of the audience, pretty much the same. For me, eh? pretty much the same. I see. Pero uh, back then, nakakapag, ano pa tayo, eh? nakakapag practical uh, assessment, no? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's very, siguro depende rin sa other industries, eh? kasi one of the things that I was thinking of when you talk, uh, when you uh, were talking about assessment is, paano yung mga industry na may assessment that has to be done, like actually mm-hmm. done, hindi lang siya pwedeng sagutin by a question and answer, how were assessments done through that way? Or through how online? Do you mean by, how do you mean by that, Kevin? What do you mean by assessments na, ha, assessments that have to be done? What do you mean? Ah, you like mean practical uh, practical application. Like, uh, for example, so baking, di ba? Oh, like, alimbawa, you have to train someone uh, to become a baker. Uh, oh! Di ba? Okay. Usually, sa mga companies or sa mga manufacturing, they will have you make or they will, they will have you actually make the product. Then, okay. paano kaya siya nung naging online? Or what are the things, no? Uh, siguro sa mga viewers natin dyan, if you have some idea, no? Why not share it to us? Paano po ninyo uh, na-overcome yung uh, mga practical assessments uh, through online? Meron tayo dito, naka, ano, si uh, AJ Ulet, Skills Assessment. Hmm, okay. Uh, baka naman po you can share more about that. Ayan. <laughs> well, uh, moving forward, nowadays na medyo gumaganda na yung situation natin. I, I'm not sure if you go outside na ba or do you, stay, do you still stay at home, but uh, medyo lumuluwag na. Things are getting a, a bit better, uh, if I may say so. But uh, you mentioned also that you were all working sometimes at the office and sometimes at home. And this brings up the next concept of teaching or facilitating, which is hybrid. Yeah. Were you able to uh, conduct naba, or are you in the process naba, of using hybrid facilitating, facilitation rather, sorry? Right now, we're not yet conducting hybrid, but that mm. is eventually the plan for next year. So, because I, I think you cannot escape it. Eh. People realize how effective online facilitation is that it can be done and it works. So I think, especially with companies na merong team A, team B, team A mag-work on site, team B mag-work from home and then switch, there might be some companies that were in, they will never experience all their employees going to the office at the same time. Diba? Especially hmm. kung hybrid na. So I think you cannot escape the fact that, I'm not sure if this is a fact though, but I think that's where we're headed right now. Hybrid facilitation. So yeah, that's that's going to be a huge challenge. But I think it's inevitable. Uh, are there things na excited kaba for hybrid? Or are there things that you're a bit uh, looking into it uh, in a challenging way na may hirapan ka or madadalian ka? Yeah. Yeah. Siguro both sides na lang din. Na. I'm excited about the challenge. Oh. Because okay. when this virtual facilitation thing happened, <laughs> when this virtual facilitation happened, talagang yung agaling yung sabi ko na windang eh. Pero di ba more than a year after, andami nang magagaling sa virtual facilitation. Kung maga talagang the the facilitators, the L&D professionals 
were forced to expand. They were yeah. forced to build their skills, to, to branch out to online facilitation. So this hybrid facilitation is going to be a huge challenge, but I think we're going to learn a lot from this, and we're all going to get this eventually. We're all, we're all going to figure it out eventually. Ako naman, ah, I'm excited to see what are the strategies that yeah. will come out with this new trend. Uh, siguro hindi pa biglaan na babalik tayo sa face-to-face and I don't think uh, virtual will go out of style all of a sudden then. So yeah, I'm looking forward into the new strategies that we will be using when uh, conducting hybrid uh, setups. No? Na you have to teach sometimes face-to-face, you have to teach sometimes in virtual settings and how can you create a seamless experience for the can- uh, candidates, yeah. for the participants. Ayan. And uh, ikaw naman, no, on your personal beliefs, what do you think will be the future of uh, learning facilitation? I think really it's hybrid talaga. Hybrid na, no? Hindi really na tayo so, babalik sa face-to-face lang. <laughs> siguro sa, it depends really with the industry. Kasi some companies, they really have to be there. So, malamang, face-to-face sila. Pero, for those na hindi naman kailangan, mm-hmm. especially the tech companies, I think hybrid is the way. Tsaka na-experience na nila eh. Na they were able to taste yeah. how it's done and the benefits right. of, of it as well. So, ayun uh, nga, I don't think uh, both of, I don't think nababalik tayo dun sa dati and I don't right. think that we will stay with what we're doing right now. But rather, a mix of uh, both worlds and hopefully, no? make it easier for the companies out there, for training facilitators, and for the participants, syempre, most importantly. Ayan. Well, Patrick, uh, I think that's all of the questions that I have for you today. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And do you have any message or last uh, tips or tricks to our audiences tonight? First of all, thank you, Kevin, for giving me this opportunity. And Tips and tricks, I think, nasabi ko na man, so okay na yun. Uh, if you want to connect with me through LinkedIn, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ayan. LinkedIn, no yan. connect tayo. Friends, friends, mm-hmm. tayo sa LinkedIn. Yeah, hit me up. So they can search just Patrick Javier. Yeah, Patrick Javier. Uh, for, uh, for LinkedIn, ayan. Uy, may nag-comment, humabol, sorry. Uh, Pakita na natin, sayang naman. <laughs> we use Google Forms for the answer sheet. Uh, actual workshops done in their respective offices, branches. Okay. And we provide unlisted videos as their guide for the workshops. Then there will be synthesis on the last day of training. That was uh, from Aldrin J. Ladero. Good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, another from Fritzy Ulet. There are some challenges with the hybrid facilitation. One, slow connection in the Philippines. Uh, I'm sorry, natawa ako, pero uh, ang sakit na. <laughs> Mabagal nga internet natin. Two, the training platform that will allow us to appeal to, bir- uh, to both virtual and uh, BNM participants. And three, the readiness of the facilitators to lead the hybrid class. Oo nga naman. Pero I think, no, unlike uh, nung tumama yung pandemic biglaan, I think now we can have the chance to learn about it, to prepare how to do hybrid facilitation. Yes. Kasi dati wala tayong choice, eh, biglaan. Eh. Pero I think now, if we're going to conduct hybrid, I, meron, sigurado meron tayong chance to learn more about it muna and uh, to practice or to check the strategies needed to conduct it. 
So yeah, thank you so much from uh, Fritzy and Aldrin. Uh, well, that's all for uh, our episode tonight. Again, Sir Patrick, ang dami kong natutunan and I enjoyed our topic for today. Hopefully to see you next time with another topic in mind. <laughs> thank you very much, Kevin. I also learned a lot from you, Kevin. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, that's it for now. Uh, Sir Patrick, see you next time. Thank you. And that was uh, Mr. Patrick Javier, CLDP. Wow. Uh, I share his sentiments, though. I am both uh, excited with the challenges that hybrid facilitation may uh, well give us, uh, give to us. But I think what's what's nice about it is that we get to prepare. Uh, this time we are now well equipped on how to do online and how can we transition back to face to face and how to mix how to mix both of those worlds together i guess no uh, learning parent is the key uh, if you stop learning on how to improve yourself and how to do this uh, industry or how to you know help others develop their professional skills so even though we are now on uh, on the other end of teaching we still need to learn and we still need to look for ways to improve and to make sure that everyone we talk to or we conduct training to learns from us well that's all for the 21st episode of the Trainer's Lounge. Hope to see you next time here at uh, the CLDP Philippines page, uh, Trainer's Lounge. And of course, don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to our channels. Kung na-miss nyo yung mga videos namin uh, and the video today, don't worry, we upload them on our Facebook and YouTube page. That's a Circological Group on YouTube and CLDP Philippines on Facebook. Well, that's all for me. Again, I'm Kevin. And see you again next time in the show where we talk about anything and everything about LND. This is the Trainer's Lounge. Good night for now. <laughs>